Hi, I'm Katie Page. And I'm Paul Ashton. And we made a comedy feature film called This Isn't Funny that Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro helped us produce. Along with us, it stars Anthony LaPaglia, Eddie Gathegi, Mimi Rogers, David Pasquese, Chia Caridis, and Danielle Panabaker. And it features some hilarious stand-up comedy from Beth Stelling, Ahmed Barucha, Will Weldon... And Katie. And you can stream the film right now in the U.S. store of iTunes, on Google Play, and at Amazon. And if you like it, please tell your friends, share it, and rate it. Thanks so much, guys. broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews. Press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Meet the Movie Press. Roundtable movie news and commentary from the industry's premier film journalists. Happy Friday the 13th. This is Meet the Movie Press. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is Friday the 13th. That's probably why I'm seeing a lot of uh, Jason Voorhees images online right now. Uh, I am Mark Riley, and I am managing editor at GeekNation.com. Yes, oh, I Oh, that has a nice ring to it. It does have a nice ring to it. I changed it up. If you guys didn't uh, catch last week's show... I kind of made the announcement it was on the Schmoes No main show. Uh, don't worry, I'm still a part of Schmoes No. We are taking a little break from the main show. But I am here, as always, with... Jeff Snyder, film reporter, therap.com. Hell yes. And today we are joined uh, by one of our favorite guests. Yes. And uh, our dear friend, Justin Kroll from Variety. Thanks Welcome again, me. sir. How Thank are you? Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm good. You're, ma- you're making a, a run for like the uh, the most appearances on Meet the Movie Press. You and, I would say, Miembe. <laughs> Dickie. Dickie. Yeah, Dickie's up there. We'll have a five-timers club eventually, <laughs> like, like SNL. I like I it. I just had my third appearance on Ferrara's podcast. Which I was going to say, this I'm, guy can go back and he's the podcast chameleon. I, Ooh, I like I'm, it. I need my own. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint, hint. Um, no, I always like coming back besides the damn drive. <laughs> yeah, tough tough drive coming up here like this morning. New, I like the new digs though. But yeah. I just wish you guys were like maybe Maybe a little closer. I, do, that, I think I we do all miss wish. The, like all location, like just like, you get over the four hundred five, like we're there. I know. And this time around, like, right? Jeff literally turned to me because we drove in together. Right, we got off like, the highway. He's like, oh, I was like, oh, I think man, Burbank, like Burbank, like Warner Bros. I was like, I do. We got to drive on Burbank Road for another six miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's like Jack. There's like if you guys are oh, all watching from home, there is so much traffic out there in L.A. Do not move here. We don't need you. We do, we can't have any more traffic. Yeah, seriously. We start late because of it. Any Anyways, so yeah, let's dive right in. Let's go to the news. There is a lot going on. So Jeff, take it. What's uh, up? Well, let's let's get Justin involved early on. Let's start with his Little Mermaid scoop, oh, yeah. uh, which which yeah. hit last Friday afternoon. Friday, um, and take it away. Yeah. Um, so what, what do we got here? It's uh, so Chloe Moretz is going to star in working titles. Little Mermaid, not Disney. It's not, it's not like their live action. It's a working title has been developing this for some time. I think it's right. more based on the book right. than the animated. And they got Richard Curtis. Um, he's not closed yet. I think he's close enough where they wanted me to mention it. But um, he'll be uh, writing it, not directing. They started mm-hmm. looking for the director. But uh, yeah, Richard. I mean, fantastic writer. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Love Actually. Uh, about about time. time, which I still need to see. Yeah, um, he's. I really like the choice. Um, but yeah, the way the story went, I've known. So Jeff mentioned, me and Jeff 
So the pro- so this has been a very interesting film because yeah. obviously Sofia Coppola was involved. I was going to say she right. dropped yeah. she dropped that one was that? that was a while ago. It was actually. earlier this year, yeah. yeah, earlier this year. But um, her I, she wanted a discovery. She was looking at um Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter. Um, yeah, Maya Thurman Hawk. Maya Thurman Hawk. Wow. Um, and who Jeff did mention when I broke it that she was an interest. And I, we had, that was a name circling well, for a while, but you know she wanted the Discovery Universal and working title. Not so, oh yeah, Un- understandably wanted an established star. Star of a star. They, they they felt like this needed one, and there was more than enough actresses out there that could do this. You know, parted ways when they just couldn't get to that, and the the search kind of went on. But um, when in fact it didn't, <laughs> Chloe pretty much got the offer like two weeks later. Wow. Um, I looked. I made a couple calls and. Uh, Funny thing is, is I found out she did have the offer. Um, it was actually the day I broke that she was going to be in Neighbors 2. Oh, funny. That's it right. It was like, well, that was the thing. They're like, this person's like, well, you know, it's, we don't know if this film's real, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I but, hear that all the time. <laughs> I did too. And I was like, but, and they're like, she is doing this. So I was like, oh, perfect trade-off. And I just kind of laid off. Um, I was going to ask you, how hard is it to do that, to not include well, a mention of... It's uh, I, 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 Little Mermaid in that neighbor story. Eh, I mean, like the neighbors is yeah. cool. I kind of like let it go. Like right. you know, it's it's you know, it's trade journalism. Clearly, like, yeah, your patience paid off. Sorry, uh, continue, continue. No, no, but like we talked about it the first time I was on that I held off on Yates doing Fantastic Beasts for four months. That's um, right. It was That's a right. long wait, and you know the you know I'm, I just. There's sometimes you got to run the front runner in the offer story, and other times, you know, you just you got to be patient. Let, let things play yeah, out. Yeah, you don't. I didn't like Chloe has a lot on her slate. She's, you know, doing various things. So I just didn't know, and maybe she just the, the way the film was already going. I don't know if this is something I want right. to attach myself. And to. there's an example of that that we'll be talking about later in the show. But uh, yeah. yeah. So then, like, um, I found out, you know, in August, they it sounded like you know, then I got word she had closed. Talk to a bunch of people, and they're like, we really want you to get the writer, too. I think you're going to be impressed. Can you hold off? And I was like, ah, all right. <laughs> That's tough. So a month and a half rolled by, and I finally was just, like, getting a little worn. I, I just, like, was ready to get antsy. antsy. And I made a couple calls just to, you know, I didn't really poke around who the writer was. I just assumed that they were going to hand it to me. Yeah. Found out it was Curtis. I was like, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I. That's a great call, yeah. Put the, put the, you know, put their feet to the fire a little bit, and they, we pushed it out last week. Um, I love, um, Chloe's. Like career arc's been very, very intriguing. Like you look next year, she is the fifth wave, mm-hmm. a YA like oh, possible right. franchise type right. thing. Right, neighbors, Bra- neighbors. Um, November, which then, is sorority rising, so it's about her. Yeah, she's I like, like that. The, she's yeah. the Efron this time, and then yeah. Brain on Fire and um, November Criminals. Right, and now this very intriguing slate. And with the Richard Curtis thing, makes me feel like they're going for a mature feel to this film. They're not doing something the, classy. Like, they, they want adults to come see this as much as children. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a good scoop. It like kind of won the week yeah, a little absolutely. bit. Absolutely, yeah. I, I thought so. It was a great story. And guys, you're out there on the on the live chat on YouTube.com uh, forward slash Popcorn Talk Network. Join on in and no, it's not Disney, guys. This is the Hans Christian Andersen Universal and working, working title. title. Yeah, and I think she's a good uh, a good fit for it. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see who they get to direct. Yeah, I'd like to see them hire a female director. Yeah. Um, I was a little, you know, I love Sofia Coppola. I haven't seen, she hasn't done, what was well, the last she, thing she to did? To me, this, she doesn't make accessible, commercially minded Bling films. So. No, was the it? Bling Ring? The Bling Ring. Thank you. Yeah. It was a weird assignment for her to have gotten me in the first place. Right. It was like an inspired kind of thing. Almost like, uh, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson and Pinocchio. Um, and he just yeah, he I mean, just I, away, I, I, just, right? I don't think he walked away. No, I don't I think, think he was he ever and... going to direct it yeah. necessarily. I don't know if they expected it to. I think they were maybe you trying. broke that scoop, right? 
Um, Pinocchio? That, that he was going to be writing it? No, that was THR. Oh, okay. uh, that, that's a long story. But um, yeah. yeah, at the that, time it was that mentioned was the that last he, time he I made got really Pinocchio. mad at someone just oh, really? for stupidity. But um, yeah. <laughs> ooh, do tell. No, nah, no? Right. Justin's too classy. The person has since made up for it. But um, no, <laughs> I actually hear he's cast. He's got a casting director for his untitled. No, no one knows next movie. That, right. Um, so that, he's doing something else though. He's, he's not. He's, I, yeah, I don't think he's going to direct. He, he wrote Pinocchio. Pinocchio. He did right. a pass. They may use his script. So, but they, they, when that news, news broke, he was never directing it. In, yeah, it's like in Pinocchio. Uh, now, now Pinocchio's uh, penis grows uh, every time he every lies. Every time he lies. No, it's a it's an interesting take on the on the <laughs> like source <dirt>. material, <laughs> like Boogie Nights. No, oh. yeah. So it seems like with him with with him, he just basically finished his draft, turned it in, walked yeah, away. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean it's, no. It's I heard he, he he gave his shout out. It's just what yeah. what Warner Brothers wants for that film. Like they just yeah, Joe and Wright and Pan didn't do it so this well. This is Team so. Downey, too, correct? This is uh, Robert yeah, Downey, Downey Jr. Downey's and gonna, he's Geppetto, so like he'll be very particular. It's going to be interesting. That. Yeah, um, you need a certain kind of filmmaker. I don't think, I never thought PTA was really a fit for the kind of a Pinocchio I imagine that they want to make exactly. over there. Right. Um, okay, so, right, so, so let's, let's jump, d- dive into the fanboy stuff a little. You want to do the fanboy stuff? You, uh, you you kick it up. Why don't we talk a little Star Wars? All right, guys. Mark has a bone to pick. I do have a bone to pick out there a little bit. Guys, you know that Star Wars is coming out soon? <laughs> I think you do. Okay, so guys. A lot of Star Wars stuff is just, it seems like the dam is opened. I wanted to get your opinion on this, guys. The marketing has kicked in. We got the EW spreads, and, and they're they're going into a lot of characters that have been, up to this point, silent. Um, Snoke, Andy Serkis' character, got a full write-up at, on EW. Lupita. Lupita did. Things are starting, they're starting to pull back the mystery box just a bit. I don't think they're spoiling major things. No. No. I think they're just, they're, they're really kind of just trying to get... A while, look at, I mean, TGI Thursday last night, ABC drops another TV spot. Now, I which wrote. Which is some, owned by Disney. Which is so owned by Disney, of course. It's, it's makes just a lot like of Monday sense. Night Football. Like, they're, exactly. like, they're not stupid. They're not stupid. They're rolling it out. I get it. Don't get me wrong. I totally get it. I want to ask you guys, though. As a huge fanboy of Star Wars, I don't want to see anything. I don't want to see anything more. I think they did it enough with this final trailer. Here, here's the thing, though. Yeah. I don't want to see anything, right? I right. don't want to see anything. Don't look. Hmm. They, you know, I, totally I, I can't blame them for putting all this shit out because nope, there are people totally who want to see it, and there are people who don't know the world as well and need uh, that kind of crash course. Yeah, it's, it's but an, yeah, just don't look. It's an argument that I will lose every time. I, I will. I, agree I, and with I understand both that takes like don't look. It's easy not like they're not like. <laughs> it's yeah. not like like um, what's the where you clicked on um, Rick the. Never gonna let you down. When you, when you oh, people. right, getting Rick rolled. Rick rolled. It's oh, not like Rick rolled. <laughs> right, or something like that. right. Um, but this has been like for years. People like studio execs all the time always say, "How are we gonna solve the marketing problem?" The yeah. marketing budgets on this thing are like they don't let them out. You can make another Star Wars movie with the astronomical. Yeah, um, and it's just like you know, like they like. By the way. Bond doesn't cost six hundred fifty million. There was a report that needs to make six hundred fifty million to break, Just to break even. even. Yeah, I heard that. What it, mm-hmm. what a lot of that is is the marketing that goes into it that no one really knows. Right. And this and like I feel like with certain films, studios always get nervous. This is the one like Say it, why? Yeah, like, yeah I know like, what you mean. Yeah. Like you could solve the money problem. So we, like the idea for movies is to make them profitable. Like people ask, why do you make this film? Well, it makes money. Like there, there's so many. Like it's a business, folks. I try to explain this, but like then I look from the business angle. I'm like, why are you spending so much money on something you know is going to work? Fandango broke the fuck down when they did the pre-sales. But yeah. to, to play devil's advocate, you Please. also if you're going to spend. 
You don't you don't spend two hundred three hundred million dollars to make a movie and then not market it. Like I totally sure. understand. I get that, but like I've had enough conversations with execs over the years where they say that's the problem. Where mm-hmm. these like things go out of control. Like you, they could make a simple marketing campaign. I feel like that gets the word out and not spend that. Like I just like you want to make money on these things. Like you don't have to spend. I think someone once told me that um, if for every for a budget that's two hundred million, you have to market a hundred million dollars. Yeah, worth I right. generally accept uh, half on the big movies. I do too, but I think for something like this, maybe you could do like sixty million. I think like I wonder if they do save some from these t- these like ABC related. ads. If they're getting a cut. Cut. They, I, I feel that they would a little yeah, bit though. I don't like, know. Though. The TGIT stars need to make money, so you would hope that they like. Right, oh, say, Star Wars is doing our thing this week. We'll probably get a raise or something. So, Mark, like that. you you wrote an editorial about it. Yeah, though, right? I wrote it. If you guys go to geeknation.com, uh, I wrote an editorial on it, and I was guys. This is what was surprising to me. I wrote it on Wednesday, dropped it like mid Wednesday, and I was destroyed. I got a lot of backlash saying, "What are you talking about? Nobody knows about like the wide audience doesn't know about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see that. They're not ruining anything." And then. Yesterday, EW starts really laying it on thick with some of the, you know, stories that they're doing, this, this, and that. And last night, the, the second TV spot drops. I posted it up on Geek Nation and on the Facebook page immediately is, I've seen too much now. It just changed overnight. I started getting people to start tweeting going, nah, I agree with you now. It's too much. Now, I get it, guys. And I get what you're saying, devil's advocate, all this. Why can't we just have what we already have? And just keep playing it, and that's it. Well, I, we don't, every time there's a new TV spot, there is new footage. Why do we need the new footage when we already have this all this yeah, other footage? I'm, out I'm actually there? surprised people haven't done the the Amazing Spider-Man thing where they edit all the footage together, and it's like, who wants to watch a 40 minute cut of Star Wars? They 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 have a little bit. They uh, actually sure, have. Yeah. Well, I've seen the Ultimate trailer, which was cool, actually. Um, yeah, yeah, right. But. Why do you need so many TV spots? Just use like two TV spots and Thank play you. them over and over and over again. Right. So then, like, you get it. Oh, I know it's coming out December eighteenth. That's all that marketing is there for is to let you know when something's out. People already have gone batshit for these trailers. Like, right. Just use the same one over and over again. That's what I'm saying. And, I mean, and I look at the the litmus test for me is my father, mm. who he goes, you know, there's another Star Wars movie coming out. This was like two months ago. Like, so he's aware of it. He's already aware of it. Uh, uh, Monday Night Football just cemented it for him. So I think everybody pretty much knows it's there, and I'm worried that we're now a month out. We're almost a month out, and there's going to be like probably three or more TV There'll trailers. There'll be a half dozen more trailers. I, I think, think so. I think we're going to get behind-the-scenes looks. I, and I all I'm thinking those. about is Avengers, Age of Ultron, and even Spider-Man 2. It just got to that well, point. Yes, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know. It, it seems are the marketing publicity departments in sync because it's like yeah. the marketing people have but, to sell it, but it seems like the publicity people actually want to hold it back and, and I mean, retain some mystery. Is that yeah. as important, if not more important, than some of these other things? And yeah. and like, I mean, Sue Kroll's running a stu- like Adam Fogelson was running a studio. Sue Kroll is now one of those people atop the the tree at yeah, Warner the, Brothers. I mean, she's so, a decision like, maker. So yeah, they're 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 in line, I would think. Yeah. But, yeah. And I guys, I see you on there and it says, you know, you're with Jeff. Yeah, don't watch. What I'm talking about is the phenomenon that is social media that everybody takes these shots from the trailer, freeze frames and puts them up on social right, media and, and brings up a magnifying glass. Yeah, you literally have to avoid social media now, which is, you know, say what you will, it's pretty pretty hard mm-hmm. not to. My, but. My, my eyes just glaze over when I see anything Star Wars. No, 
I get I it. I get it. I'm um, a different breed of fan. I'm, I, you know, yeah, I, I didn't even bother. Stuff like, and I love it. So I didn't look at the images. So, I mean, I don't yeah, mind tw- those. Were there 27 In- new images? I, I mean, 27. Yep. Why, yeah. 27. Why do I want to click on that? I'll see the fucking images in a month. Did yeah, they snow? I, I was they show and I finally stopped. Did they show at, what Circus looks like? They have not shown, but they did. It was behind the scenes, right? It it was behind the scenes, and then he gave an interview. Where he described the character. He described the fucking description. Yeah, well, that's that's a part of the mystery that that, we don't want to know. That is the actors feeling pressure from the media to answer these stupid fucking questions. And basically, it's because too many stupid fucking people in the media have access to these stars. I would actually like to see... I'm just amazed at some of the people... Like the the people who get interviews with actors and directors, mm-hmm. and it's just I don't know. E- EW, I get, and I'm sure they had this sure. planned a long time. They they had their stories ready. I get it. Um, it's just it's just a, a, an interesting time for the marketing. I get it. Blah blah blah. Let's move on yeah, because let's. we have a that lot was, that of was other our news. Star Wars. That was our Star Wars breakdown. Let's what more, do you think? Let's Tweet move from me. that franchise to another franchise. Let's do it. Die Hard. Die Hard. This is an interesting thing happening. Um, we, and I would say social media really helps this now. Um, sure. So, <laughs> sort of. Also, money helps when in the you case of... But we know money helps. So yeah. This, <laughs> this guy... Yeah, let's set it up. This, this uh, screenwriter with like one, maybe one credit to his name or whatever, right, right. fairly unknown, uh, took out an ad in The Hollywood Reporter, which I'm sure doesn't come cheap. Nope. Although, I think that their salespeople said that they gave him a break because he's obviously not a big corporation. Sure. Took out an ad with a full-page pitch for a new Die Hard movie. Right. Uh, what did what did you guys think of the pitch first of all? First of all, it reminded me, and Jeff will remember this when Corey Haim yes. bought a full page ad and Forgive said, me. "Hollywood, I'm ready to go back to work." <laughs> oh, Jeff man, had that on his right. desk I for did. months. It was quite the joke. And we all amongst... wondered, like, how much? Like, he has to be broke. How much did he pay to get this ad in variety? <laughs> it was a big ad too. Yeah, but um, <laughs> good I memory. I, a first thing I thought of. Well, just like that was immediately the first thing, and the first thing I was like, "Like, bro, that's like a lot of money you just spent." Like, yeah, probably. If anything, you're not Neil Blomkamp. Like, I bet you he thought like he right. was like right. He saw that's the good... Fox like thing like really got behind like the Deadpool like like right. leak footage. <laughs> They're just taking the, people the, off the, Twitter. The, the Neil Blomkamp like visual images. Those guys have done like movies and like th- those were like real things. He thinks that like if he if that thing can stir up social media, this will get him a job. I don't know. I mean, yeah. did, did you guys read it? I, I, just, I did read it. Uh, I read it. Did you? No, I just. Oh, like, so what did you? Then you're you're out of this next question. What did you think of the pitch? Uh, it, as a as I didn't like it. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I, I think it's pretty it's pretty forced to have John McClane go to jail. I get it that it's a set piece that kind of sounds good on paper, but mm-hmm. I just don't I don't like the idea of um, the prequel in any way, and he's. Uh, he's merging that prequel idea right. with them putting him in prison and then bringing his wife in, right. which seems difficult and forced to put a wife in a prison setting. Uh, so it just didn't work for me. Is Bonnie back? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, I love <laughs> that. Uh, right. At this time, uh, she's still around. around. <laughs> yeah, it's, I was always bummed they kicked her out of the third one. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm a little biased. I'll get to that in a bit, but um, I just yeah, it didn't work for me. Um, I I, I actually it's so Mark Miller or Mark Millar. We, Mark we're Moore. not we're not sure how to pronounce the last yep. name. Um, he did a a take on the pitch. Did you see that? Yes, I, I did. did. Yes, actually. that to me was actually kind of interesting. Maybe just because I, I'm, I'm a reporter, but I like the idea of like this reporter from the first movie like feeling burned, and just the idea that 
John McClane has walked away from five major international incidents, I, like I a conspiracy that. theory thing. Like, how is this that. guy, this one man, at all these things? William Atherton's character was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was that was part of the pitch. Yeah, that, that like that's that like fu- he caused suspicion to it, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. It was so kind let of me interesting. let me build off of that because it's an interesting thing happening um, with Die Hard in particular. There's something – it's serendipitous going on right now because I'm talking to a friend of mine in London uh, by the name of Ben Treblecook. Uh, and uh, Ken Knapsack uh, knew him and he uh, introduced us via Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote a script that is diehard, but it incorporates – it brings all the – like so the, our favorite characters back together, mm-hmm. including Samuel Jackson's Zeus. And it basically the pitch is uh, the anniversary of Nakatomi Plaza – uh, John McClane and I, I believe Zeus gets her. I, I have the script. I want to read it, um, but I hear it's phenomenal. Um, uh, Nakatomi Plaza has a anniversary. They bring John McClane there, and then shit goes down. And it's called Old Habits Die Hard. And I love the title. Yeah. Um, it uh, from all I've heard, I have a lot of colleagues who have read this. They they love it. Ben is sharing some stories with me via email that he's gotten very close with actually getting it to uh, certain people that are part of the Die Hard franchise, including Bruce Willis. So it'll be interesting to see. I think it's just very but interesting. But I feel like yeah. Yeah. Len, it's dead. Like anybody who's pitched us now, it's it's dead. Like it's the, the studio has decided to go with Len. Len's like yeah, that's what I understand. That's the thing. This is not an open writing assignment. That's the thing. Like, that's like, Len, Len pitches idea. He has the script probably right right now. Like stop it. Like yeah, it, you know, say what you will. I did see when and a lot of people are, are on the live chat doing you know Little Mermaid Year One. You know that that, that was coming out. <laughs> right. You know, I get it. Die Hard Year One. Len Weissman tweeted that image out, and I saw nothing but hate. I just couldn't believe how many people didn't like this idea, but they're moving on it. And but, Bruce Willis is, you know, of course, getting. What do you think of the Die Hard prequel? What is he going to say? It sucks. I think everyone has opinions on this just because Die Hard has been so disappointing the last few outings. Thank you. The last two outings, and, yeah. And, and yeah, and everybody l- you, really loves that character. In you that know franchise. what? It's missing. Everybody talks about Bruce. It's missing John McTiernan. Like, like thank you. When he was like those three films. I mean, I know Rennie did the second one, and that that too. Those. What it's missing, and it's it was edgy, and just like now that these are watered down, like I know the the fifth one was rated R, but like well, in order to keep yeah, up with the rest of the franchises today, Die Hard has had to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and more right. unrealistic. Which and what was nice was that it it was this just one regular guy. That's right, in an extraordinary situation, and there weren't. I don't he's know, becoming like, super it's, it's, heroic. He doesn't so, have to save the world, right? He and can I, save a tower, or, thank yeah, you, or you know? an airport, or I mean, I, I the third he, one was the city necessarily. But I, I mean, that one's my still my favorite right. just because of it's all, such, so many it's, elements. Simon says, I, it's such I remember Elma Amy a year like a while back said that when they were planning the, the sixth film that that Sam Jackson was involved. Like they were trying to bring they those should two try, they should try to have him back, but like yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, I get the business of Hollywood that these right. branded things, they just, they, they, they can't afford, like, these, a lot of these films just keep falling through. The, guys, the reason why they keep doing this is because you guys don't go to the movies for some of these franchises, or these movies just suck. Everybody, yeah. there was a big story about what happened to the movies in October. Why was it a dumping ground? Because they all weren't good movies. Like, right. I, I, there were, like, none of those I wanted to go see after they, right. like, except for Jobs. Jobs was the one film I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well made. Jobs. Yeah. It, it, but it is what it is. You're not as surprised. Like, Crimson Peak. If I had heard it was a, like a like a masterpiece, I would have been there. I'm a big Del Toro supporter. How I like the Hellboy movies. I liked Blade Two. Right. I, liked I, I didn't go see Burnt. Um, I, I was bugging Weinstein Company for weeks about screenings for and that. That's the thing and too is now like, I've missed it. They 
like you can tell, you can see the right. That's why. Yeah, let's talk about this real fast. Who wasn't scared when they heard that Arms and the Dudes is two weeks after Suicide Squad comes out yesterday? I didn't. I wasn't worried. About that. That. I'm Sorry, a little nervous me. that they they put that. I mean, like mid August, like Suicide ne- Squad to me date. is going to own August the way stri- like the way Guardians, Guardians the did. They, yeah. they put those films there to just destroy the competition, kind of mm-hmm. like Martian destroyed October. So I'm a little. I mean, I, I I'm behind that film because of how hard Todd went into it, and I really love that it's post. Oh, it's a great story. I read the Rolling Stone story that that's but based like, on. It's it just got kind of makes you Jonah. slightly nervous. Like, what was wrong with the March? I mean, I guess um, I don't ben, think. It- I, I don't know. I always get like I guess there's so much stuff nowadays that like put it this way: arms and the dudes. It's four. It would have been four months away if it came out in March, and we haven't we hadn't even seen an image until yesterday. Deadline story. I'm, I, so, I'm uh, I, I missed all this. What what do you? Uh, there was they moved the, the date. Uh, it's the it's Todd Phillips' next movie, Arms and the Dudes. Okay, Jonah Hill, Miles Teller. Right, uh, right, I'm right. Super pumped for it, but they just they yeah, moved we, it we, from March we, 11th to two weeks. August. We took a detour. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fine. Um, that's what we do here on Make the Movie. Sorry. Anyways, I, I just you know back to Die Hard with this guy. I don't think it was. I think it was a waste of money. Yep. I, <laughs> I do don't too. think he's going to get a job doing it. No, uh, I think it's fun. I, I admire the passion. Yep. But that passion comes at a serious price. Yeah. It's yeah. And, look, uh, literally, it's it's a studio. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a reason that screenwriters don't hit Twitter and give out their best ideas. Right. I mean, it's and and look, guys, this is a studio project. This is a branded thing that they're really trying to get right. And look, they're going the prequel route. I don't even know what they're going to do with the Bruce Willis Benjamin Button his face on a on a there smaller was, thinner body I don't know but they they we were vague when that first story broke about how Bruce would be involved yeah like he's involved developing it but like if you know year one like I, I, it's I pretty almost clear. heard that he plays a different character. Wait, what, what, was, what was you? I think it's. I think they're going to hire a younger. It's you know, yeah. like Looper. They're going to have Luper. a younger actor play John McClane at simultaneously while Willis is playing John. Oh, McClane. so it's like Somebody, it's like two storylines, two versions of it. Somebody yeah. was saying, you know, if they do it like Godfather Two, it'll work. I'm like, well, there you go. Yeah, you're trying to see comparison. these two paths, and I'm yep. sure that they'll they'll meet at the end. I think it's fine. Yeah, I don't think we need any more. I mean, the prequel for Die Hard is actually the Die Hard movie. That's John McClane, year one. I'm sorry, it's just the regular Die Hard. It is. So let's just, I just, I don't think we need it, but that, we all know that. I'm going to bang on that drum anymore. Let's, Let's well, move on and talk more because I actually wanted to ask you, Justin, about um, Van Helsing. Yeah, so oh, you, yeah. Bro- you broke a story this week that that John Spates, who did uh, Prometheus pa- and, uh, and Doctor Strange, that he's going to co-write the script with Eric Heiser. Who yeah, did story of your life, which is coming up, and a couple of other cool genre movies. So, how did that all go down? And, and sort of tell you know, let's talk it's about the monster quick. universe. Um, this yeah. was a, this wasn't a five month thing. It was like day of, to be honest, and it just Ooh. you know, um, I think. I think, a, <laughs> I think they had been a. I think they had been attached for. A while. I think the deal's been done for a while, and I just kind of like no one really reported it. No one for whatever reason didn't get it out there. There's a couple things in here. So yeah, um, John and Eric are going to be um, co-writing Van Helsing. Their Van Helsing reboot. Um, yeah. First off, people had asked about Tom Cruise. It was attached when they did the whole Van Helsing like or monster. Movie. He, that was like ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? He's no longer involved with this. So this is like their wow. fresh take. Yeah. But um a couple cool things. Um the monster this this classic monster universe that Universal is prepping hasn't been getting the same love as Transformers, Marvel, DCU, but I really think they what they're doing is very intriguing. They you know, they've made it clear like that that Chris Morgan and Alice Kurtzman are like the showrunners of this universe in a way. They're they're compiling what they're doing and they actually came up with a writers room um that John's involved with. He wrote the mum, the mummy reboot that's getting started up right now. 
And, and then Eric was involved with all. I didn't get any other names because I didn't really have time to de- look into it. But they are doing this kind of writer's room so that people know where this thing is going to go. And the interesting thing is, is that I, I know for a fact that they've been trying to find a type of Nick Fury-esque character that's going to jump from each of these films. I don't know. I, I'm getting a sense that all these monster movies are going to be set in present day. That way it makes sense for whoever this character is to jump. What I also couldn't figure out if Van Helsing is that character. Or, I think it makes perfect sense. Uh, he hunts monsters. He should hunt them all to get like, or he shows up and the monsters like, oh shit, Van it's Helsing's still being here. But he's like, no, I want to talk to you. But it would make a lot of sense that we also get a Van Helsing pretty soon because he would probably have to like have a cameo in the Mummy. Um, but yeah, I, mm-hmm. from what I understand, and, and I, the person I talked to was they got a previs of what this universe is going to be. They were excited. Like this really? person is. This person didn't wasn't excited about Jurassic World after he saw it. Hmm. So he he's like a. I mean, the, the mummy's gonna be female, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I, I heard. think so. Yeah, I read yeah. something like that. Um, but yeah, from what I understand, this is actually something we should be. You know, all these other universes. This is one I would keep an eye on because they understand how the the last Wolfman went and how like you know some of these other monster movies have kind of flopped a little bit yeah and the Dracula, Dracula. year one wasn't yeah. didn't didn't work out but oh, this God that was so bad yeah, yeah. but they they're <laughs> I I have a, a good sense and I I like we we talked about this on the way over I like this pairing to be honest yeah I I like the pairing a lot of, of John and Eric uh, who are both really talented writers here's the thing for me um, these movies cannot be four quadrant PG thirteen family friendly movies. They're yeah. they're supposed to be monster movies. They're supposed to be scary. Yes, you thank know, you. like harken back to the real, like the good old days. Like I just hope that they Maybe don't they do do sanitize that. this shit. That's, I, I, I'm, I'm worried I, that, that that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Though, I mean, just to hit those quadrants, yeah. which sucks. Kurtzman and Morgan involved. I have to imagine they are because they've yeah. only ever done PG thirteen rated films. It's yeah, fine. If it's fine. Shame. It's like I don't, I don't even you care about the rating. I just want, want scary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, scary doesn't have to be gore, right? I mean, well, it could be. I mean, it's the way it's I want, it's I want actual executed. suspense. Like, yeah. I don't want an action movie with monsters. Thank you. Like like the old Van Halen scene. Yeah. You know, that, that Hugh I mean, Jackman one was... They had done that with... God, awful. It had such potential, too. Like, I love that kind of, like... That opening sequence, I really was, like, the black and white from the original Van Halen scene. Oh, yeah. What was up? That's right. Was Eli Roth going to do a movie? It wasn't a Harker yeah, yeah. He was, he was, was with that? like Liam Neeson. It's and just shit. one of those films that just never got. And Russell like, Crowe. They were attached, um, and yeah. like things just fell apart. Um, he's doing Meg, which yeah, right now. So cool. we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I'd love to see something different. Look, I just I don't know. Mm. But I I did the way they explained it. They have an idea, but yeah, I would love to see if they could get one of these films to be like. Scary, right? Yeah, that would be great. Hey, how ideal, huh? Monster movie, scary. What else? Let's move on. There's Uh, a ton of stuff. I actually wanted to ask. uh, Let's have this conversation. Yeah, Collateral Beauty. Hmm. Let's do it. Um, So David Frankel uh, replaced Alfonso Gomez Rejon as director of this uh, will like kind of challenging Will Smith project. It's kind of I don't. The logline has always been a little unclear, but I understand it to be like a kind of ambitious movie. It's. I don't. I, mean, I don't know if the script was on the blacklist, but I've heard the original script is fantastic. I hear, I hear it's, right. but it's it is not. It's a tier, I mean, it's about an exec that has a um, a tragedy in his life um, at the time of a major merger um, with his company, aka Collateral Beauty, mm-hmm. um, and he's goes into a tailspin and he's like leading this march and like it's this this deal begins falling apart and the the people around him while they're trying to help him grieve. 
uh, at the same time are trying to get him back into a space where he, he can get this business deal done. Uh, there's more to it, obviously, about like you know, you know, personal choices over bit like your your career choices, whatnot, and. Yeah. And, you know, the original idea was Alfonso to direct. He just did me and Neural, one of my favorite films of the year. Yeah, it was Which great. balanced, um, tr- you know, the dra- so, drama with comedy. So how'd they wind up with the Marley and Me guy? Because, t- to me, it was another example of Will Smith choosing the path of least resistance. Right. I do not feel like Will Smith works with the kind of directors that Will Smith should be working with. I totally I, agree. I don't. And I, mean, I know he I worked with Michael Mann. But, no, if you look at the list of directors Will Smith has worked with, it's kind of embarrassing. They're all fairly anonymous journeymen. <laughs> Michael Mann is really the only one where that it stands out. Yeah, you're probably – I mean, I, it's been a while since I've looked at the list. I always look at, like, you know it, – it, you're right. Um, so, but, like, t- so tell me how, how that all went down. Well, because I wasn't a part of that. Um you know, originally it was Alfonso, Hugh, Hugh Jackman, and Rooney. If Hugh had stayed involved, Alfonso stays involved, Rooney stays involved, and this film's shooting a month ago. But right. Like, wow. For whatever reason, they couldn't get the, they wanted a big ensemble. I said Jason Siegel, John Hamm was chasing at some point. Um, but the, a lot of these things have, have come and gone now because the films moved on and John mm-hmm. got Baby Driver and Rooney just fell off to find something else. I feel that, that, that we would have gotten that film, but once Will attached himself, you know, things, you know, they just couldn't get these things right. And Alfonso left. You know, right, from right. my understanding, Alfonso didn't get the the film he wanted. And they started meeting with, the, you know, it was John Carney that met um, Glenn, uh, the Crazy Stupid Love guys that mm-hmm. did focus Rec with Will. Car, yeah. um, Jason Bateman was involved, uh, was in the mix, which mm-hmm. is interesting because he's, you know, this would have been a, the, a very interesting choice for him. Um, but, that you know, that didn't come with him. So in the end, David Frankel gets it. I mean... Yeah, it's just I was just okay. like I don't, I don't know if there was something like interesting about that scoop and and how you got and it or whatever. Was, but. I mean, that, that, I mean, at the end of the day, they 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 went with I think the safe choice. Yeah. Um, but yeah. is it the safe choice because David's never done a film that I, I, this is a challenging film. This is a film where like you have to hit the right notes and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, I, I just a little right. Like Will, like you know, but like that you look at like. Okay, like, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a conversation away from you right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no. So, so Will Smith. Like, uh, I want to talk about concussion. I saw concussion Thank this you. week yeah, at we're, AFI. They were blown up on the board. Yeah, here, and, and con- I hear concussion about it. is another example of a movie where if Will Smith had gone had worked with a better director, okay. concussion could have been really okay. special. Really, Peter Landisman did a good job. I thought concussion was okay. It was good, not great. It just it needed a bolder approach, and Landisman is a former investigative journalist. Yeah. He does long form journalism. He researched the shit out of this. Yeah, um, and, and in that sense, it all lines up and adds up, and uh, sure, you know, seems pretty accurate. But it's too rigid an approach. It's too formal. It feels like a journalist made the movie, um, and because of that, it's a little boring and dreary. Um, yeah. So I think that is sort of an extension of what we're sort of trying to get at. Which is that I wish Will Smith worked with more interesting directors. And okay. I think David Ayer, obviously, with Suicide Squad, that was like a big deal for that him was to go what and do that movie. More, yeah. I, I, it's like I knew the point that you were trying yeah. to make. I was like, let me, let me help you. Okay. Um, David Ayer is a great call for Will yeah. Smith, and I think it's really going to pay off for his career, that movie, Suicide Squad. Yeah, I hope. I hope he doesn't have a lot of... There's a risk. Yeah, it's a totally. risk, I guess, for him. And I'm wondering, you know, because I've heard storylines in it, it. Like, I'm hoping he's not trying to make it more of a Will Smith movie. Like, him being, like, a but good it's not, guy. But it's not but about with, Will Smith trying to do it. Like, yeah. Will Smith 
is going to bring in a lot of people yeah. to this movie. Absolutely. So it I is them ta- help Which tailoring it. Or... Uh, no, no, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah. It's them tailoring the movie to his talents and sure. giving him more screen time or, or a bigger backstory, about a fuller arc. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, like I actually, get that. We saw glimpses of his family, I think, in, in the trailer. It's it That makes sense. That's kind of his motivation. That yeah, makes him so... Kind of, he's a good guy you, you trying to do right. You can't blame Will but. Smith for, for this kind of thing where you think he comes in in big time no, production. Will definitely... It was down to... Will was making decisions on this in terms of who he wanted to work with. On, on collateral beauty. Yeah, yeah, that's yes, what I, I exactly. Okay. Of course. And... and I understand that. All, a lot of stars do that. You know, that they come in, they're the the, the main attraction the here, and they want to have a, yeah, they want to have a hand in who's who they're going to be working with. So, right. yeah. Um, All right. Well, that's uh, so. Would you recommend so, Concussion? I would recommend Concussion. I just uh, the release date has never made sense to me. I don't know who is rushing to see this movie on Christmas Day with their family. Right? Why would right. you want to spend Christmas? Seeing some a movie like this, I, I'm um, with you on the, that. Man. The supporting cast was all pretty good. I, I liked Albert Brooks a lot. Um, mm-hmm. David Morris is great as Mike Webster. Uh, there's a it's it is a powerful, important movie. But with football airing on Christmas, like I feel like football fans are going to go and see that. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, I thought Alec Baldwin was a little out of place. Really interesting. Yeah. Okay, but check it out. Um, all right, let's what uh, next? Let's talk about the Quali stuff yesterday. That was fun. The what? Yeah. Dude, so yesterday, uh, my inbox blows up. Deadline has dropped a story that Rainey Qualley, the daughter of Andy McDowell, has landed yes. the female lead in Adam Wingard's next movie, uh, Death Note, which is uh, going to star Nat Wolf. And I love Adam Wingard. Yeah. But. But. <laughs> but. There's a but. Big buts. Five minutes later, uh, THR comes in and says that it's actually Margaret Qualley, her sister, who got the the role. And then. Interesting. And Jeff then bugged in and was like. Sorry. <laughs> Jeff bugged and I was like, I wonder who could be wrong here. And lo and behold, Justin <laughs> tweeted, by the way, guys, it's Margaret, not Rainey. Okay. Just, just, just to let that know. Right. So <laughs> it's better. It, it, it was like deadline THR in one corner and then Kroll comes in and like awards but I'm not the, the victim. I'm not the defining moment. Her mom is Andy McDowell. Yeah. Big fan of hers. Great in the 90s. Loved her in Ground. And what did you do yeah. uh, last I year? I did a Andy McDowell big uh, Magic Mike double XL story while, while back. And okay. Andy, you know, I was an exclusive and she fo- started following me. She doesn't tweet. I don't ever see anything. But she started following me. And I 30 seconds after I said, you know, we're waiting for the decision, <laughs> Andy favorites my tweet, by the way. About Margaret, Margaret getting it. <laughs> Interesting. And kind of, and and then probably ten minutes. I, I eventually posted, but ten minutes later, there was a correction issue that it was Margaret and from Deadline. Yeah, Deadline. Okay, like they blasted the correction. Um, which there I, I oops. Give, oops, oops, and they said oops. <laughs> um, yeah, and we've uh, all been, we've all been. We've there, by all. The way. I, I was a dick uh, on Twitter the other. Yesterday I did a Lady Gaga. And rubbed it in, I followed but... Lady Gaga and X Men. Like when Brian Singer did as an April Fool's joke. We've all. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've all been there. And guys, um, it, this is a, this is a little. But known, yes, I did love to. But it was we, a we don't talk story. about that. Like so this is Meet the Movie Press, so it's yeah. interesting to see because you guys represent the trades, which is always a very interesting process for me. Like. Like just when you wait for months on a, yeah. on a right scoop. because I don't think a blogger would do bloggers that. Most will not of them do, oh do absolutely it. not they will get something and they you know they got to go with it or it, right. you know they might be very very secure in it but now it's just interesting to see and deadline sometimes has this these weird kind of you know hey, here's an exclusive well they did it, the, it was the Mariah Carey thing that they also got wrong which I you know parroted like a robot as well on sure. Twitter okay I, I never wrote the story but. Um, so yeah, they had two kind of high-profile 
inaccuracies. Okay. And like, which, with, like, elements of truth. Like, I can see where someone told Deadline, like, hey, Andy McDowell's daughter got that part in Death Note, and they just like, oh, it's Rainy Quality, let's go. Right. Uh, like, they kind of just grabbed the daughter. Been some, or however it happens. It's just... Margaret's kind of like. Do you watch Leftovers? Uh, no, she's the no, daughter on the Leftovers. She's anybody. doing. I mean, she's phenomenal on the show. Um, and I the show's fantastic, by the way. So and I hear not, her name on lists and stuff and like that. You, I'm sure you've yes, heard her name for different was, um, projects. I never hear Rainy Quality. She was in the mix for Finding Alaska. Margaret, Looking for we're Alaska, on Margaret yeah. right now. She's in the Nice Guys with Ryan Gosling, like Shane Black, oh, right, right. Noir, Ryan Gosling, um, Russell Crowe, and uh, you know, and then she gets this, and and it's. This could put her in, above the leftovers, uh, you know. Put her in that status of, you yeah. Know, Death of, Note sounds really cool. Like yeah. it's based on a manga, and it's I think it's basically Wingard. If Nat Wolf wants to kill someone, he just like writes their name in a notebook, and then something bad happens to them. Um, it's like it's like Lullaby, Chuck Palahniuk's Lullaby. Oh yeah, but but on paper instead Wingard's, of singing you know, a song. Fantastic director with your yeah. Next we, we both love him. The guest, but oh man, I just it, finally it, saw your next, and it's amazing. It's, it's, yeah, it's a it? lot of fun. Oh man, it happens, great. but like. Yeah, it was I just mean, fun because yeah, it was deadline. Uh, and it had two people on the byline. Uh, it, <laughs> it took really. two people to get that story completely wrong. Um, so, yeah, that was a fun one, you know, just for Justin and I personally. I think yesterday. Boris, um, probably. Boris, like I know, had a fun one. Fun uh, with it's, uh, <laughs> Death Note is amazing, says the dork in the booth. I love it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, wanna ch- I do want to check that out. Um, I'm sure yeah, Boris. I'm glad it's moving. Like, I'm glad they're really revving it up because those are, those, you know, sometimes these films that just don't have quite the branded situation. Right. You always worry. And sure. Yeah, it's good. Um, all right, what, what else is out what, there? What did you guys we... think of the Warcraft trailer? Yeah, let's talk about that because that came later in the day last week after last week's show. Um, uh, I'm uh, I love Duncan Jones. Okay, let me just say that. Yeah, based yeah, I, on Moon. Uh, Moon Source Code. I I love Source Code. That okay. was on the other night, and I just like got sucked in again. Um, with Warcraft, I just couldn't. I'm sorry. I know people said it. It just looked like Lord of the Rings to me a little bit. Yeah. I just couldn't, and and yeah, that's what I thought. It it looks interesting. I'm gonna see the hell out of it. I'm gonna see it. Um, yeah, because I like I like Travis. Um, I'm a big Travis supporter, and I hope and uh, I've well, liked. I, well, that was actually a refreshing element, and and I was I will be honest, I was skeptical of Travis Fimmel being the lead in this movie. Like he could, he just looks different. He looks yeah. different. I see the same fucking ten guys in every goddamn movie. Yeah. It's nice to see somebody a little different. Yeah, he stands out. So we'll, that that was always an interesting choice. But, I mean, he does, like, Vikings is doing well. I don't watch right. their I show. Right, I don't watch but, Vikings. But, um, you know, he seemed like an interesting... I mean, it's a guy... The thing is, I could, after Travis and Paula Patton, everyone else is unrecognizable. I guess Toby Kebbell's in it. Yeah, and it has a really... Ben Foster, I did notice briefly, but he's bearded up. Okay. But, um... the. The guy from Pacific Rim, the big guy, Rob. Max Martini, Rob. Rob, Rob uh, yeah, yeah, know you know what I'm talking about. about. They're all like you. You can't. It's like you know, in Apes with Toby Kebbell and Andy. Rob Kaczynski. Rob, yeah, Rob Kaczynski. But this, I'm just like, I wonder if that's. I know they're not big stars, but I wonder if that like plays into like what what whether people dive into this. I know there was a lot of like a lot of interesting reactions on Twitter. Yeah, it's a we'll see type of thing. I think they were smart to move it away from Star Wars. <laughs> no, yes, for sure. I just I never played World of Warcraft. I don't. I'm not really excited by fantasy in general. I don't watch Game of Thrones, for example. Right. Uh, it, it's it, not it's, really my kind of movie, and I don't think the trailer did anything to convince me otherwise. Yeah, I mean, a telling thing. It looked I like always, Jack and the Beanstalk to me a little. I, I won't go that far. Um, it looked like Avatar a little bit when he jumps on the back of that. Yes, yes. right, um, right, but. The oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. The thing that's kind of telling our traffic numbers on trailers are always intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when 
this one no not so much Ooh, okay. i you know i mean compared to like another like shy rack that trailer came out and it like did it really well because right. people are very curious about it i thought the People would be curious about this one, and it just it didn't have the, quite the pickup I thought it would. Let have. me ask you: Do you pay attention to the numbers uh, for, for 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 trailers? And just like, are you I, are you the kind of guy who's checking out the traffic board a lot? I do, I go back and forth, yeah, because I I'm, yeah. I'm that's part of my job there is to kind of keep people aware and whatnot, and right. like let you know so people are busy. So what's I'm like, working? What should I mean, we be obviously, our mutual friend Stu is very much involved with that, but of um, they'll, they'll, I mean, trailers are very telling, and like that's why I have always I've told people like Suicide Squad. Um, and Batman, don't worry for Warner Bros. Because I feel like what I've seen from those trailers, people want to go see that. Cause oh they yeah, dove but, into that. But, yeah, um, they just they hadn't didn't have a superhero movie. It's, out it's this kind year. of a telling t- telling thing sometimes because like you know. Fast eight, all those fast seven, all my stuff went through the roof of traffic. Yeah, what it helps know? us know where to focus exactly. Dollars, so. um, uh, I, we have like I don't know ten minutes left on the show or whatever, so let's get to Gambit. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we gotta uh, talk about the report last night from THR that Doug Lyman uh, was in nego- uh, uh, nearing a deal to direct uh, Channing Tatum's Gambit. Sure. Uh, I followed quickly after because I think we had all kind of heard it earlier in the week. Yeah. I imagine this is something you'd been tracking. I mean, um, I can't deal with Fox anymore. Right. But yeah. J- Justin will... has a personal conflict there, um, but okay. I'm sure you know someone else. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm tracking and, or... and I'm letting. There's a. I, there's. It's one studio, so I, I help with that stuff. Right. We, we were involved. We had a. Pre-written story, like just in case something went to that. The thing is, it was out. Like someone had let it loose. That's why THR didn't even name it exclusive. Like, That's right. Deadline had sort of was intimated kind of that, that it was going to be. Lyman. I thought you were mentioning that at one point. Jeff. I think yeah, there was a there was, there was yeah, just we, we talked about it. Just kind of been it was hearing a, it. There was, was a, a list report. of three names, and sure. it was kind okay. of obvious that if Doug Lyman wants to do it, I he's going to be the guy who Doug gets it out of these. Talking names. for at least I last found out about when the Star Wars. When was Monday Night Trailer? That was a couple weeks ago? Yeah, a couple He's weeks ago. He's been talking yeah, yeah. about working his schedule since that day. Right. He was okay. the only one. Everyone was out. So that's been a while. I see. Okay. Um, the interesting couple so, dominoes that I can talk yeah, about that are intriguing. Bring it on. Um, Tom Cruise and Doug wanted – they've worked twice. They did Edge of Tomorrow. Maine is coming up. They wanted to do Luna Park, this kind of like passion project of right. Doug about this. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah. This, it's like a, 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 like a dirty dozen movie to the Mars to, the to get like this mun- – uh, min- it's, it's, To I the don't, moon, right? The moon. The yeah. moon, yes. Do what? Get uh, unobtainium, something like that? It, no, they're trying to get some kind of like <laughs> fossil fuel to help the, the planet or something See, thank you. I like that. <laughs> but the idea was is Tom's doing Reacher right now. He, right. The Paramount wants them to do um, Mission Impossible next summer shoot but okay. it, there was a spring slot like Tom's work I, I was amazed how much time but like there was this spring slot because Jack's I think only about a two or three months it's not mm-hmm. a huge movie so they didn't need too much like after Christmas I think it's done there was an opening for these two to do this movie what's intriguing now is Luna will obviously get moved because that's Doug's before right. Tom so because Doug will be doing this instead Watch Tom 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 Cruise be someone to, to keep an eye on. I know he's he's holding a lot of stuff right Cause now because he has an open spring slot. Open is what spring you're saying. slot that, that, that this domino affects like a, a lot of other films down the road. I wonder if Disney will get a move on that that Bob the Musical. Mm. Oh, we'll yeah. see. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Justin's holding cards close to his. There's cards. I can't say obviously because yeah. I'm not. You know, I don't want you. I, I've seen what you crazy people do when Jeff says something here or there. But oh the, yeah, no, you don't want to do it here. But you know, maybe there's something I've already said that you know he does. Maybe it's something I haven't oh. said. But there's um, keep an eye on. T- maybe he just takes the spring off to get ready for mission because I know how hard he trains for that. Sure, he's but planning to there stunt is now. there is time I believe for them to do something because mission's not dated. They just want a summer, so you could do 
August. I always like seeing Tom Cruise do those kind of like standalone movies outside of Mission or Jack Reacher, the franchise. Mina, stuff. Like, like I'm very curious how yeah, this well, Mina film is. We'll, um, well, let's uh, let me let me go back to Gambit for a bit, you yeah, guys, go back, because sorry. a lot of the fans are asking this, and the first thing that's coming out of the mouth is, "Great, another director to drop out." So he's in. He's in. I think. Yeah, it feels yeah. like it's gonna finally go through. And uh, he's a good I, – personally, I think that's a fantastic choice. I think he's a great director. I love Edge of Tomorrow. So I think it's interesting because he hasn't really done a franchise, like a branded franchise. I'm surprised he said yes, honestly. But okay, this is – yeah. Why are you surprised? Be, well, I, I'm down on the project. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't it. know about its cinematic potential. I don't know I'm, really I'm, uh, I'm crossing my yeah, fingers we'll optimistically. But no I'm not, I heard the script is fantastic. That, really? That is one thing that people like time and time again said – get excited about this like okay. like agents across town were actually like high mm. on this thing that makes me happy and you know they they well, were aiming for they were aim, like i mean gareth evans was up for i'll, it I'll assume you're right because i don't think gareth doug lyman would have said yes otherwise if the script wasn't good yeah i don't um, think there's time either for it to work i know on channing was, was really hard like wanted him because of what he brings because he he does bring like a light-hearted action like mr and mrs smith there's funny parts there they want this to to have that kind of sense as well. They don't want it to be like a very dark movie. They they want this character is fun, so they want it to be. Well, I think fun. that's is that Fox's approach to the superhero stuff in general. Where like, you know, Fantastic Four I think maybe took a dark turn um, and it didn't work out. Sure. And, and could could the Fox movies essentially be a, a an antidote to the darker DC stuff? Maybe we'll we'll see. That's a, that's a good Wait, call. I mean Marvel. No, D, I mean DC, well, DC is, is, has has the corner on the darker superhero yeah, 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 okay, stuff, sorry. right? Um, Can we? Uh, I know we got to wrap it up here pretty quick, guys. But, yeah, it's um, in five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. I just want to get your thoughts on this. Charles Roven did. Uh, if we're talking dark and DC yeah. again, if we can rope around to Suicide Squad, a lot of people are wondering about the the rating that's been kind of I mean, mentioned. We and, knew they were going pieces. Yeah, guys. I think that you know you hear Suicide Squad, you hear the villains of the DC universe, you hear it's darker. Um, if they make it R-rated, that's going to really shrink an audience. Wouldn't you agree, guys? I mean, so the PG-13. You're not going to get it. There will never be a billion dollar R-rated film. And right now, Warners, I mean, you've seen they've had a rough stretch this year. They need, they need, right. they need Batman and Superman to work. They need Fantastic right. Beasts to work. They need Suicide to work. And all three of those films, I feel, yeah, need to be billion dollars. Thematically, we just assumed because it's about villains, it would right. be R or something. But right. yeah, it's also part of the DC universe. Chuck Roven uh, said he wants these films to be tonally consistent. Yep. So it's not like, Oh, if it, if it was R rated, yeah, and only adults saw it, then there's like a gap there. Yeah, you know, for all the thirteen year olds. No, the, your R rated uh, comic book movie guys is going to be Deadpool. That's what's awesome about Deadpool. That's what you get. That's what you get. Yeah, and it's and it fits the character. And I, you know, look, there's a way to make Suicide Squad. You know, and it's it's David Ayer. I mean, he's come on. He's great, so I'm I'm very excited. I for mean, this. like I don't worry about the PG thirteen with this one. I'm not as worried, like not with Die Hard. Terrified when they say PG thirteen or like those like aliens that needs to be R like Prometheus needs to you. be R yeah but Suicide Squad is still a Batman esque you know Superman esque movie those are PG thirteen always have been always will be don't yep. worry yep. I'm not too worried all right uh, and fine fine chat room fine Wonder Woman Wonder Woman what the hell everybody's asking about Wonder Woman look we heard yeah uh, I, don't, I don't have anything else there's, there's nothing new nothing new is out there they're getting they're gearing up Le- to shoot well so. now, actually now since I have Kroll in the hot seat let's do it <laughs> why didn't you follow on Wonder Woman uh, the dates with HBO I, yeah they, I, I the feel little, like the little big it was too far apart 
I had, I mean, I have a pretty good, I've done the Chris Pine, I've got some good sources on sure. this project. Yeah. They, you know, normally it's a no comment, do what you gotta do. They were, they pressed, don't do this right now. Um, because mm. you could look like, and I, I almost felt like it was going to fall apart tomorrow type thing. Um, you know, I, I listen, there's just some I, things I choose not to do sometimes. Of you course. Know? No, I understand. Uh, I, I was just personally curious. Um, and, and, and I know, and I know that there's a scheduling obstacle with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Uh, she is a producer on the HBO thing, which I think could maybe help her a little. Um, yeah. maybe I, I feel like, we'll you know how HBO is like, oh, by the way, with the Quarley stuff, their deal's not done and she still has to get leftovers approval on HBO. HBO kills so many deals. Like Alexander Skarsgård on True Blood had so many options to do other stuff because, you know, his agent right, saw they, what he was. They, they, they killed so many things because they give their creative people over there. So like the Lena Dunham's, remember Lena Dunham and Adam Driver on Star Wars, that wasn't a given because of his schedule. Right, right. That, I mean, that show, like how could Adam Driver not get away from that? So that's yeah, why yeah. with this, I feel like HBO is still like bigger than some of these studios. Me and Jeff deal with them all the time. It's amazing. But HBO yeah. is also a sister studio to Warner Brothers. I don't think that matters. Mm-hmm. I think okay. I think that like like you never hear but, about them so much. Basically, I, I I did it knowing that there was a, a scheduling a potential scheduling obstacle. I still <laughs> had to do it con- considering the offer was out. No, yeah. And, I mean, and listen, I never bag on it, but I I no like, no I get it. Look, it's it, what I what I like about that. She and, has the offer, and for yeah, and for the the audience out there, these are things that are happening. Whether or not it works out, it can be scheduling, and that's right. just you know. I I always go to your Doctor Strange, Joaquin Phoenix scoop. Look, that was awesome, and it was True. right on, uh-huh. and it just didn't happen. That, so this right. is another it, it, thing exactly. That can it's like the, the deal making is in Hollywood's hands. It's just my if I that if I if I I'm that. reporting a Every snapshot. Report. In time of the process. We, it's a case-by-case thing right. with every single thing. People always wonder, why don't you break when you knew like this? Like, because it's different. Like like I said, if I was in LMIMB situation, I probably would move on stuff. And he's holding back on more stuff now. It's he just is, now, yeah. like, I've, like, I have a, like, if my st- if I say certain things and time and time again they fall apart, my track record's gonna, it's like a batting average. Right. Like, if you, like, you, you can hit as many, like, home runs as you want, but if you're batting 190, they're not going to keep you in the majors many long. I can, like... I hear you. You know... That's I, a good That's a good analogy. Yeah, and, and just came up to comment that on that, way. personally, guys, when, when one of these things doesn't work out, and you're very quick to say, you're never right. You know, it's just... it's it, Like, I, I see you guys saying that out there on the Twitter sphere, on the live chat, whatever it might be. Look, these when the trades report on this, this is my personal opinion, mm-hmm. as running these sites that cover your stuff... I trust you every time. Yeah. Every time. I will – because I know it's, it's – Well – there. It's, it's almost there. <laughs> there was, there was, listen, well – Okay, let me let me pull back a little <laughs> no, bit. Uh, no, but no, I'm going to stand by that because you guys, I do trust these things. And when it falls apart, I know why. Oh, it was scheduling. Oh, no, they didn't do it right. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix just doesn't want to do Marvel movies. That's it. We we listen. We we do things from time to time for sources. Whether it's adding a name on a short list who really shouldn't be there. Well, I'm, yeah. I, I I love the idea that that I, I, when um, Will Eubank was rumored for Fast and Furious Eight. Oh, I right. know. I think you and Boris maybe mentioned that. I had heard Neil Moritz didn't even know who he was. Okay. <laughs> so I, I my point being is that I didn't do that know, for a source. It's just it's, he, yeah, it's he just, got his name out there somehow. It. It's a grind <laughs> that these guys do. So when uh, when a maybe a scoop doesn't work out it's not that you're always wrong you know but uh anyways 
All right, guys. Yeah, uh, we, we got to wrap it up. And there's a lot we missed. I'm sorry. We want to talk about uh, crazy Golden Globe category placements. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about AFI and the stuff that I saw. But um, yeah, actually, we're not even going to be able to do that. This is our last show for November, or at least my last show. Yeah, I, I'm, still trying, to, I'm Riley, still trying to work out. Yeah, Riley, I, might, we might be back next Friday with me and maybe a guest TBD, but... Uh, I don't know yet. I will keep you. Um, I'll keep you. Yeah, I head on back that. to Boston t- uh, for Thanksgiving. So everyone have a wonderful holiday. Justin, yeah. are there any stories you want to pimp that you're, uh, that are coming out? Stuff yeah. you're working on, not like casting stuff, but interviews or anything. Yeah, no, so it's going to be Friday. Those, I want to go home. Early. Yeah, are you dropping bombs today? Not, not as of right now. You never know. Like it's just funny. Like that again. Like that. I didn't. Ex- like we'll see. Um, Things fall into your lap. Yeah. There, there may be something big before Thanksgiving. Just keep your eye on my Twitter. There may be something really big Ooh. before Thanksgiving. Ooh. I like it. I'm um, on it already, Crow. You better post right now. You might be. Um, <laughs> but uh, that, that's all I can say. Oh, and and also I could push till next year. So I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and where can the good people find you? Uh, I'm at Kroll J Var, uh, K R O L L J V A R, variety.com. What's your uh, Instagram? Uh, are you on Instagram? <laughs> I am on Instagram. Just Kroll. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, God, I, I won't follow you, but you're more than welcome to follow me. I could use the social media, uh, Facebook. Yeah, I'm on. Kroll, sure. Kroll has a baller Hollywood lifestyle. But, uh, so. I don't do Snapchat stories much. I just send my friends stupid uh, photos. So, yeah, there's my Never send me anything, Justin. Unbelievable. Are you on I, you're like 45 years old, man. Like you're not on Instagram. You're not <laughs> barely on. All you're on is Twitter, and, and we've. That's and all that, I do. We maybe should do more Instagram to calm you down a little bit. Yeah, bro- broaden my portfolio. <laughs> uh, I'm Jeff Snyder at the Wrap. Uh, stay tuned. We're gonna have uh, an, inter- an interview with Daniel Stern. That's in honor of the Home Alone 25th anniversary. Awesome. Nice. Um, wow. Yeah, find me on at the Insider. There you go. Thanks for and watching, 25 guys. Years. And guys, as always, I am at Riley Around. You can find me at geeknation.com. Stay tuned. Today I'm going to drop a little editorial about uh, Negan being cast in The Walking Dead because I'm oh, a yeah. huge oh, yeah. Walking Dead fan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's not really movie press. Watch but Fargo. Not enough. Yeah, yeah. Watch that, Fargo. that's all I'm hearing. So good. I'm only watching one TV show now, and it's Walking Dead because I don't know why. It's just the time <laughs> I have. That's a whole other show. Show we can talk about TV. Yes, we could. So, guys, please uh, join us here every Friday on the Popcorn Talk Network for Meet the Movie Press. Like us on Facebook and go ahead on iTunes. Rate, subscribe, and share with your friends. I always like to say it keeps the lights on here in the spaceship. We will see you uh, hopefully next week, guys. We'll keep you updated. If not, happy Thanksgiving. See ya. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.